Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this month's Patreon preview. If you are curious about Patreon and want to hear what is available, if you sign up, then please stick around for this little episode. I mention Patreon on every single episode, so at the beginning of each month, I'm going to give you a little preview of what is available on patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories. So you can sign up to Patreon for either $2 a month or $5 a month to get access to all the main and mini episodes of real life ghost stories completely ad free. There are also extra film reviews, giveaways, bonus Q&As and much, much more. Remember, Patreon is entirely flexible and you can delete your pledge instantly at any time. For $2 a month, you get access to over 50 episodes of bonus content. For $5 a month, you get access to over 170 extra episodes. Every Monday on the $5 tier, I release an episode of Tiny Tales. Sometimes it's a collection of spooky stories. Sometimes it's a special guest episode where a knowledgeable person comes on and tells their own paranormal tales. For today's preview, you will be hearing a snippet of an episode of Tiny Tales. Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories. As always, the link will be in the description of this episode. But we are going to talk today about one of my favourite alien stories. And when I say favourite, I mean maybe most compelling is probably a better word. There are pictures to go with this story. The pictures, I'll post them separately, I think, on a separate Patreon post so that you can have a look at them properly. And let's get into it. The Ilkley Moor is in Yorkshire in England, and it is beautiful and desolate. Much like the other moorlands in the UK that we've spoken about previously, it's also not to be messed with. It's very easy to get lost or injured on the moor, and those who traverse it tend to be locals with a deep knowledge of the area. The moors offer little in the way of shelter, the wide expanses are dotted with scattered thickets of trees and the open space can be terribly disorientating, especially for those who are not well versed in the landscape. Along with thickets of trees and shrubbery, there are boulders and large rocks which are decorated with strange and intricate carvings that are said to be thousands of years old. Much like Dartmoor, Ilkley Moor is a place of danger, beauty, magic and mystery. Our story takes place in December 1987, on a cold morning on the moors. John Smith was making his way across the moors towards his father-in-law's house. It was a cold and misty morning, and John, a police officer, was well-versed in the intricacies of the moors. They were shrouded in a wintry mist, and John hoped that as he trudged across the moors, he would be able to capture some pictures of the sun rising over the land. When the sun rose on those winter mornings, the rays would bounce off the mist and fog and create beautiful fractured light anomalies, and John hoped to catch them with his camera. Despite knowing the area like the back of his hand, John also recognised how easy it was to get lost on the moor, especially when it was misty. So as a precautionary measure, he packed his compass, just in case. 
As John strolled through the wilderness, he suddenly became aware that it was daylight, which was strange to him. It seemed like seconds before it had been pre-dawn darkness, and he didn't recall the sun rising over the horizon. It was especially odd, because that was literally why he was there, to take pictures of the sun rising and glinting on the fog. He knew, however, that the moors were deceptive and perhaps he was on a patch of land that lay at a slope that obscured his vision of the sunrise or perhaps the fog was thicker than he had thought. Either way, the sun was up and he stopped to take some photos. As he raised his camera to his eye, a rustling and some movement caught his attention. Stupidly, his first thought was a big cat. There was always talk of big cats and giant dogs on the moors and he almost laughed at his own stupidity. But what he saw made him feel sick to his stomach, and a big cat would have been preferable. There was a figure standing approximately 50 metres away from him. It was faced towards him, watching him. John first thought it was a child, and then he thought it was a child in a costume, and then he realised it was neither of those things, and that what he was looking at was not human. It was a grey, vaguely humanoid, four-foot-tall creature. It had a large head and black almond-shaped eyes, and it seemed to be gesturing to John to stop. And John did what every sceptic and believer hopes to do in these situations. He took a picture. The creature turned and scrambled away, and in a split-second decision, John tore after it, desperate to understand what he had seen but he was too late and watched as a dome-shaped object blasted off into the sky as quick as a flash. John watched and waited, unsure if there was more to come. What had he just witnessed? What was this creature and what was the object that shot off into the sky? John realised that in his haste to run after the creature, he was now unsure of the direction he needed to go and took out his compass. The compass read that he was facing south, But John could have sworn that he was facing north. He felt confused and disorientated and disregarded the compass and went in the direction he thought he needed to go. The compass was indeed wrong, which was confirmed by his safe arrival at his father-in-law's. But it was 10am. He should have arrived at his father-in-law's no later than 8am, even with the pause to take pictures and the incident. He had somehow lost two hours. John obviously knew what he had to do. He had to get the film developed on that camera right away. That would answer his questions. And there it was. The entity immortalised in a photograph. The quality wasn't amazing, but it was definitely there. And he contacted a UFO investigator, Peter Hoff. Hoff met with John and interviewed him and obviously looked at the photograph. He was completely convinced that John was telling the truth, and that he had captured something extraordinary. The picture was sent to a wildlife expert, who said that the creature in the image was definitely not a native animal. The image was then sent to Kodak, who confirmed that the photograph was an original, and had not been edited in any way. The picture was sent to the US for enhancement, and Dr. Bruce Maccabee, an optical physicist for the Navy, deemed the picture inconclusive due to the conditions in which it was taken. 
The location of the incident was investigated by a local university and there were no signs of radiation. Radiation is allegedly often reported at the scenes of UFO encounters, but the polarity of compasses had indeed been reversed, which meant that the area was subjected to a very strong magnetic field. And that was that. The investigation was over. Except it wasn't over for John Smith. As far as he was concerned, he had experienced this life-altering event. His belief system had been shook and he could not stop thinking about the missing time that he had experienced. What had happened in those two hours that he couldn't account for? He began having strange and troubling dreams and underwent hypnosis to try and recover the memories. Under hypnosis, John Smith recounted the entire story. He was walking through the moor when he saw the creature. Except now he could recall that the creature began to come towards him and John was frozen in place and couldn't move. He was suddenly floating horizontally two feet off the ground as the creature walked him to a craft. He blacked out and awoke in a bright room and a voice told him not to panic. There were three different creatures in the room of the same genus as his original encounter. He was shown a film about the destruction of Earth by mankind and another film that he has consistently refused to talk about even under hypnosis. After he was shown the two films, John found himself back on the moor with his camera up to his face, about to take a picture of the sun on the mist of the moors. When he heard a rustling and saw a movement nearby and saw a creature 50 metres away, apparently for the first time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 